Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 15. Here's Pastor Ryan. Good evening. Turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Chronicles chapter 15. And give me an amen once you are there. Mm, That's quick. Okay. All right. And so, Father, we do come before you this evening with thanksgiving and praise for all that you've done and all that you're doing. You are the one true God, Lord. You made the heavens and the earth, and you created each and every one of us. And you love us so, Lord. And you've given us your son, Jesus, who died on the cross for our sins. On the third day, you raised him from the grave. And he's at your right hand interceding for us tonight, Lord. It is the love of Christ that compels us, Lord, to come tonight, Lord, and to learn of your word. Help us, Father. Give us uh, understanding as we study. Lord, we can do nothing without you. Give us your humble heart. May it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name we pray, and together we say, Amen. Amen. All right, so uh, it's been a couple weeks since I've uh, been in this, so uh, just uh, a little recap. As you know, First and Second Chronicles is the history of the kings of Judah and Israel. It parallels in your Bibles First and Second Kings, uh, which also is the study of the kings of Israel. We know that uh, uh, Chronicles mostly focuses on the kings of Judah, the kings of the south, because it's the lineage of King David by which Jesus Christ, our Lord, would one day come through that lineage and be born in the town of Bethlehem. Amen? The city of David, right? So so it focuses mostly uh, on Judah. And the nation of Israel is divided in two, and it's divided in two because of their sins. They uh, turned from the Lord and got into idolatry. They began to uh, worship the pagan gods of the nations around them. And so out of God's judgment, and it started with King Solomon, he divided both nations in half. In the northern kingdom of Israel, that's what it was called, Israel. It's referred to as Israel. It's in the northern part of the land. They're in full-blown apostasy. They have turned away from the Lord. And then in the south, with the kings of the Judah, we get to see some of the kings actually uh, do good. And in our story, we're right smack in the middle of King Asa, his reign. And he did uh, what was good and right in the eyes of the Lord, his God. He removed uh, all the pagan altars that were there. Uh, he uh, uh, moved... Uh, the foreign gods that were in the high places. He broke down the sacred pillars. And he also commanded Judah to, uh, to go back to the law of the Lord, to honor the commandments. And so as a result, God blessed King Asa for 10 years of, of the start of his reign. God gave him peace in the land and he was able to build and fortify uh, Judah, and was super blessed of the Lord, uh, which is the case when 
a believer takes inventory of his life and sees what needs to be removed. Anything that is unpleasing to the Lord, anything in our lives that may quench the spirit, may upset the Lord, that is not of God, that is not good. When we make reforms, when we you know, take inventory and begin to walk closer with the Lord. God blesses that, and that's why King Asa was blessed. And so, um, but then, as with every believer, God tests the heart. He tests whether our faith is is legit and strong, um, that we might be stronger in our faith. And so with King Asa, uh, Zerah, the Ethiopian came against Israel uh, from the south, came all the way up to Israel with one million soldiers. And so King Asa went out to meet him with about half of that amount, 580,000 soldiers, men to meet them, outnumbered, totally outgunned. And Asa, King Asa, in this test, did exactly what the Lord wanted him to do, which was cry out to God for help, outnumbered, impossible odds. And so King Asa cries out, cried out to the Lord, and he said to God in verse 11 of chapter 15, or in chapter 14, he said, Lord, it is nothing for you to help, whether with many or with those who have no power. Help us, O Lord, our God, for we rest on you. And in your name, we go against this multitude. O Lord, you are our God. Do not let man prevail against you. And so he cried out to the Lord. And you know the story. The Lord heard his prayer and he struck the Ethiopians and the Ethiopians fled and they were overthrown and could not recover for they were broken before the Lord and his army, capital H, his army. And so, and Judah carried away very much spoil that they would eventually take back to Jerusalem. So it's a beautiful story of God coming through uh, for uh, the king that is set up by him, who is honoring him. And, and that's the truth for all of us. God, who called us, who saved us, who loves us, will defend us. No matter what the odds are, and the odds are against uh, Christians uh, uh, during these days like never before, right? The, the world is getting worse and worse, but God called us to be living during this time, to be salt, to be light, and to be an example, and to uh, not give up the ship, but to stand. And so, um, no matter what the odds are. And Jesus said that narrow is the path that leads to life, and difficult is the path that leads to life. But broad is the path that leads to destruction, and there are many who find that broad place. And so, it's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful story. It's a story we need for these days, is it not? And so... That's the backdrop. He just had victory. God had just given him the victory. And then we begin in verse 1. It says, Now the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded. And he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Hear me, Asa, and all 
Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. And so um, this, I believe, happened on the battlefield, like he, the, the field of victory. It wasn't like they came back to Jerusalem and then uh, this prophet went out to see him. He, he went out to the field where they were at and spoke to King Asa and to all of the army and Judah and just told them this wonderful truth, this wonderful affirmation by the Lord, right? Saying, the Lord is with you while you are with him. That is a beautiful statement. And it's it's affirmation for what they have had just done, what God did through them because they trusted in them. This example of God being there for you, this example of God giving you this amazing victory, that's a, a million men that went running, that 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 lost to half their numbers because the Lord God of Israel was with King Asa. So that which happened is because the Lord is with you. And it is the same for us. The Bible teaches clearly that the Lord is with us, right? That he will never leave us nor forsake us. So there's nothing that comes against us that God cannot help us with. And the afflictions of the righteous are many, but he delivers us from them all. All of us in this room go through trials. All of us from in this room go through pain and suffering. But the blessings of Christ are so amazing. The future that we have with God in heaven and the blessings that he gives now, knowing that we've been saved and forgiven of all our sins, the trials can't compare. The afflictions cannot. And it's a very interesting walk that we have with the Lord. You know, we are a, a peculiar people. We're blessed, yet we're hard-pressed on every side, yet not destroyed. The reality for the Christian, man and woman and child, is tribulation, spiritual warfare, persecutions from without, hating even from within. We deal with these things, and it's it's interesting. The longer I walk with the Lord, it seems like the suffering that we go through and the suffering that I hear about as a pastor and get to minister to the people of this church seems to get just more painful, to be honest with you, more painful. I don't know if it's because I'm only 47 and I'm not like 67, but I'm 47. I've been pastoring this church. We we planted this church uh, uh, going on 15 years this Easter. And, you know, the Lord doesn't give you more than than what you can handle through him. But it just seems like as the days approaching that Christ returns, that we're, we're going through heavy, heavy trials that I've never experienced since my walk with the Lord. I just, it seems that, but also the blessings are bigger than they've ever been. They really are. The spiritual blessings are. Are bigger because the reality is, as Christians, we prosper, we're blessed. Why? Because the Lord is with us. And the Lord promises to bless us, and He does. And He's affirming it through this wonderful prophet. The Lord is with you while you are with Him. And so it's a, you know, it's a responsibility on King Esau and the 
soldiers there of Judah while you are with him. It's a two-way relationship, and that is what Christianity is. It's a relationship between us and God. It isn't just, you know, uh, us, you know, watching God, but God interacting with us, God touching man and woman. The beautiful thing about Christianity is that the Son of God came down to us and made it possible for us to then enter into the Holy of Holies anytime we want to spend time with our Lord and to talk to him about our life, our problems, our joys, our blessings. It's relational. It goes, we have to love him back. The Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. And so how are we with God? We live a life that is seeking him continually. That's where the blessing is for our faith in Christ. It's blessed if we live a life that's continually seeking the Lord. And, you know, what does that look like? It looks like a, 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 a life now spend daily with the Lord. We wake up and we seek him. As the psalmist said, early will I seek you. Early will I seek you. I wake up and I seek him every day because our life is hidden in Christ. We no longer live for ourselves. It's no longer about our own lives and our own uh, you know, will and our own schedules and what are we going to eat and what are we going to drink and what are we going to wear. It's not about that anymore. Our lives are hidden in Christ. We've given him our heart because he died for us on the cross and has taken away our sin and has given us his Holy Spirit and we're going to heaven. But but the flip side of that is we are called to live for him and not for ourselves, to seek him. And that is where the blessing is. That is how we are with him. As uh, uh, as Arias says, uh, you know, the Lord is with you as long as you are with him. Seek him. Seek him. That is your responsibility and, and mine. If we want to see the Lord work and bless our lives, that's the key. Seek him. Spend time with him. Learn to pray. Learn about him. Study his word. Be still, Psalm 46.10, and know that he is God. Don't be too busy. Don't give him just five minutes in the morning and that's that. Take off the watch. Wake up earlier. Talk to him throughout your day and watch the Lord bless your life. Jesus said in John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him shall bear much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. That's his words. Without Jesus, we can do nothing. And he desires that we seek him. In James, we're told in 4.8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So the responsibility is that you draw near to the Lord. Isaiah said in uh, chapter 55, verse 6 of his book, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon his name while he is near. Oh, how we have to learn to be disciplined to seek the Lord and really seek him for our lives and for the lives of others. What is required of us is a good thing to ask the Lord as we seek him. What would you have for me today, Lord? For today's a new day. 
and you want to mold me and shape me to be more like your son? What needs to change about my life? Those are the types of questions that we come before him every day and, and say, Lord, search me and know my heart, right? Try me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there'll be, if there, if there be any hurtful way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. I mean, that's seeking the Lord. What is your will for me today, Lord? We praise him. We repent. We, uh, we just love him. And, uh, when that's the, the beauty of our relationship with him, that it's, it's, it's any time, any place, we can spend time with the Lord. If you can't sleep at night, guess who you can talk to? If you're not at church, guess who you can talk to? If you're not in the state, guess who you, where, no, it doesn't matter where you go, how far you can speak to the Lord. The Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. And so it's an affirmation of what was already done. He sought the Lord. He drew near to the Lord. He went back to the word of God and, and, and encouraged the people, get back to the reading, get back to the commandments. And all of those things led to victory. And it's the same for us today, guys. Remember, it's the word, it's prayer, it's seeking him, and you will have victory in your life. Whatever problem you're going through, you will have victory over it. If you have issues with the kids, the grandkids, relationships, God will see you through. God will guide you. He will show you the way. If you have issues at work, he will show you the way. You have issues at school, he will show you the way. You have issues with your finances, he will show you the way. You have issues with trials and hardships, he will show you the way. You have problems with your flesh, uh, problems changing perhaps those attitudes that need to be changed, he will show you the way. Draw near to him. Having problems with temptation, he will show you the way of escape. It's all found in him. Amen? But we must believe that there's a blessing in seeking him. Esau in his early life and in his midlife had great confidence in God. He believed that if he cried out to God, that God would help him if there was a few or by a lot. He had confidence in God. Esau's story doesn't end well, guys. We'll, we'll read about it next in the next chapter, but he, he loses confidence in God in his older age and really blows it. So there's that, that lesson of, of, of believing that you will see the goodness of God in your life. You must believe it. The father who did not spare his son, but gave Jesus up for us all. How much will he not through him give us all the things that we need? He will bless your life. We are a blessed people spiritually. And if we walk with him, he seems to work things out in other areas as well. Amen. As we obey him. But you must believe that he'll reward your life and bless your life. If not, then. 
Christianity without hope is not Christianity. Christianity is hope. And there's too many without hope. There's too many stuck in depression and in anxiousness and worry. Don't lose confidence in the Lord. Seek him. It's up to you and up to me to seek him. Every time I feel anxious, every time I feel worried, every time I, I, I doubt, I know what to do. I go to the Lord. I go outside my room, in my, outside in the balcony, and I look up to the hills. From hence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. That's why we have it written in the foyer. Psalm 121, I look to the hills. That's why we're called sweet hills, because we're surrounded by mountains and hills here, that if they don't remind you about the maker, then nothing will. (laughs) So those are big mountains. And they are nothing in comparison to how big your father is who loves you dearly. So, man, he's going to bless. He's going to bless, but I have one eye on the on the suffering that comes with it, because it does. It has since the moment we got saved, you, all of us here, whoa, what is, it? what is going on? They're suffering. Satan ain't happy that we're, uh, you know, walking with the Lord. In Hebrews 11, verse 6, beautiful verse about faith, but without faith, it is impossible to please him For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder to those who seek him diligently. We must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder to those who seek him diligently. I know for a fact, I know for a fact, guys, that if I seek God, I know for a fact that this church will be blessed. And I know for a fact that if you seek God on behalf of this church, this church will be blessed. And you have, and this is why the church is blessed. That's why every week, it seems, there's new people coming in and out, checking it out, seeing what's up. It's not a church-building program. Someone, Someone here is praying. The ladies and the brothers are praying in the prayer room on Sunday mornings. It's like the Shekinah glory just falls on this place. We're praying. But I know no matter what problem I've ever had since I've been walking with the Lord, no matter what problem I've ever had, I know all I have to do is see God and he will, he will work it out. He has, he always will. I wouldn't be here if he didn't solve my problems. He is the problem solver. That's why Proverbs said a righteous man falls seven times. Seven times he gets, he just, we just keep getting up. We're like cats with nine lives. But a lot more than nine. Psalm 25, verse 12 through 13. Who is the man that fears the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way he chooses. He himself shall dwell in prosperity and his descendants shall inherit the earth. I truly believe every blessing that I have is directly connected to seeking the Lord. And I've sought him by his grace. It wasn't me. It was his grace in me that drew me to pray. And I'm just here, called by God, to share that with you.
Be anxious for nothing, but in all things by prayer and supplication. Let your request be known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall guard your hearts in Christ Jesus. Don't be anxious. Don't be worried. But we are, I know, pray more. Seek him. That's what the Bible says. That's God's remedy. And the promise that you will be blessed. The Lord is with you while you are with him, said this prophet Azariah, that the Holy Spirit came upon him, that led him out to that battlefield to tell them. It's like before you come home, take a look at this victory. Don't forget it. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.